James Pearce here, just finishing up at Anfield where it finished Liverpool 1, Arsenal 1. Coming up, we'll bring you all the best post-match reaction that you need. We'll hear the best bits from Jurgen Klopp's press conference and my colleague Mark Carey will drop by with his take on what was an absolutely cracking 90 minutes. Alexander Odell, that's a belting ball. And here's Salah. It's Mo Salah! It's Mo Salah! It is explosive! So it's all over here at Anfield. Liverpool having to settle for a point in their final home game of 2023. They miss out on the opportunity to be top of the tree on Christmas Day. But I tell you what, they should take an awful lot of belief from this. Because yes, you know, you, you only have to look at the body language of the players after the final whistle. They knew that you know, they, they could and probably should have picked up what would have been a huge victory in the context of the season. But... You know, when you think of how far Liverpool have come in a, such a short space of time, you know, I think I think there's an awful lot to be to be optimistic about. And they proved today against you know that is a really really good Arsenal team. You know, compared to the, the last time Arsenal came here in April when their title challenge was just starting to wobble. You know, you, know, you look at Saliba at the back and the, the difference that Declan Rice makes to them in midfield, and and Liverpool more than matched them. You know, but for. You know, the, that miss from Trent Alexander-Arnold you know, hammering against the bar when Liverpool were queuing up to score. You know, that was the big, big chance that, that people will be reflecting on. Um, yes, you know, that proved costly in the end. But, you know, let, let's not overlook how impressive that performance was. And especially to come back from, from such a, an absolutely nightmare start. You know, four minutes in, Gabriel completely unmarked from Odegaard's free kick, heads home. And, and you kind of think, well, you know... What's that going to do? And you know what was what really does bode well is the fact that for a start, Anfield you know reacted with a real defiant roar, and Klopp had asked the fans to crank up the volume today, and they more than delivered for him. And and you could sense that the players fed off that energy as well. And Liverpool, you know, the response was really really impressive. The way they they dug in and took the game to Arsenal. Um, you know, a big big penalty shout. I still. For the life of me, don't understand why VAR has not stepped in there. You know, Martin Odegaard, it's a clear handball just inside the penalty box. I think he may just slip. See that right leg just giving way and it means his left arm goes down. I, I think that's what saves him. I think he's looking. You know, he moves his hand towards the ball. It wasn't a case of the ball just striking him. And, um, you know, you kind of understand Chris Kavanagh not seeing it because of, you know, the, the pace of the game at the time. But that is exactly what VAR is for. And it's, it's failed miserably there. And you know, that, in, in the context of the game, could have been, could have been huge for Liverpool. Um, you know, the equaliser, when it did arrive, was an absolute beauty. One of the passes of the season from Trent Alexander-Arnold. You know, the vision and execution of that. There's very few players in world football who can pull that off. You know, the, the lofted pass in behind Zinchenko, absolutely inch perfect for Salah, who then skipped past Zinchenko, embarrassed him, and then emphatic finish as he hammered it past Raya. And, and you know, at that point, you kind of, you, you thought you kind of felt Liverpool have really got the momentum here. But, um, 
you know, it, it was checked a bit by you know the really horrible scene of of Costas Simakas in 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 agony down by the touchline. Um, you know, it was it was it was a it was a kind of a a naughty challenge really from Saka. You, you know, he knew what he was doing. You know, Simakas was off balance and he sent him flying, and he's landed heavily on his shoulder. Jurgen Klopp has just confirmed that Simakas has has broken his collarbone, and that is a that's a huge loss, especially off the back of Andy Robertson. Uh, still recovering from a dislocated shoulder, and don't, don't expect Andy Robertson to be back in a Liverpool shirt until late January. So, um, you know, Joe Gomez did very well when he came on at left back, and he's certainly going to be absolutely huge for Liverpool over the, over the the next you know three or four weeks. Um, you know, Simakas actually went flying into Jurgen Klopp and sent and sent him tumbling as well. Klopp was okay, but the Greek international went straight off to hospital. And um, yeah, you really, really feel for him. So he's obviously in our thoughts tonight. And it's another, you know, dismal injury setback for Liverpool in a, a season which is full of them. And that, that makes the fact that they're right up there, just a point behind Arsenal approaching the halfway stage, even, even more impressive. I mean, second half, I thought Liverpool really took the initiative. You know, they, um, they looked the more likely to, uh, to, to win the game. But, uh, you know, it, was, it just wouldn't go in for them. They, they, they won the ball back high up the pitch, you know, time and time again, really, just weren't, you know, sometimes the decision-making let them down, you know, it was, it, it was, it was fine margins, but, you know, I thought Arsenal were always a threat on the counter-attack, and Canate, I've got to say, I thought that was up there with one of his best games for Liverpool, he was absolutely magnificent today, uh, the num- you know, the blocks he put in, the tackles he put in, one in particular on, uh, on Martinelli, um, you know, Klopp, Klopp freshened things up. He brought on Nunes, he brought on Gravenberg, he brought on Harvey Elliott. You know, one of those changes was enforced because Diaz went down clutching his knee. There was some better news on, on his fitness, thankfully. Klopp saying that he doesn't think there's anything too much to worry about. Um, but yeah, the, the big moment in that second half, undoubtedly, that Trent Alexander-Arnold chance, with, it actually came from an Arsenal corner. Suddenly it was a it was a 4v1 or 5v2 breakaway, really. Liverpool had so many numbers up there and you thought it has to end up in the net. Out by Gomez. Breaks for Salah. And Liverpool have numbers. Mo Salah. Alexander has something against the bar. Yet yeah, Trent, so unfortunate. The ball comes flying back off the bar. And you can see at the final whistle, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold had his head in his hands. He will know he should have won this game for Liverpool today. But an awful lot to be positive about. And, uh, you know, it's, this, this is another step forward for them. Where, where last weekend against Manchester United, you've, you kind of were filled with doubts about what this Liverpool team are capable of because they fell short on the day. That wasn't the case today. You know, Arsenal have been in an exceptional form and Liverpool matched them for long periods. And that really, really bodes well for the challenges ahead. This is Walk On, your dedicated Liverpool podcast from The Athletic. So I've just come out of Jurgen Klopp's press conference and first up he was asked about just what an incredible spectacle that game was and whether we'd just seen two serious title contenders going head to head. I saw two top teams, that's what I saw. Well, what does that say? That was the, that, what does that say about City, Tottenham, Aston Villa? Nothing. Uh, yeah, top teams as well, and others as well. They maybe had a little bit lesser points, but they are there as well. I saw just two really good football teams. Um, a really good game, super intense, um, top, top, top moments for us. 
could have won, maybe should have won. In all the interviews I had so far, and um, I forgot completely the Trent's crossbar. So that's why I said, oh, I'm not sure, maybe uh, they could have, but with that chance we should have won the game. So um, I only got realized that when I had the radio interviews. Um, yeah, besides that, just they had a better start. We came back super back in the game, um, and it was outstanding. I, I think everybody felt it. It was brutal. It was re really nice to see what we can do um, all together. And um, the reaction to the one it was fantastic. We were super intense, nearly too intense. Um, we, I, we tried massively to, to, to influence from outside. That we have to calm down in moments. That we have to to mix it up a little bit better. That's what we did. Created really good moments with that. Scored a wonderful goal, one of the maybe the best pass I saw in my life, which is really I saw I saw a few. Um, and second half we started extremely well. I'm not sure if it's directly from first segment, but then we had them really. We had them where we want to have them, and, and our high press was absolutely exceptional. They lost. It there a little bit, and we we should have created better chances with with the the high ball wins we had there. That's definitely something we should improve if we have a similar situation again. Yeah, then we have that massive chance from from Trent, um, and then we are, we are not that much in control anymore. And that's obviously the moment when they are directly back again in the game. So they are really good. Um, and really physically strong, I have to say. They're all positions, wow. It's a good football team. Thank God we are as well. That's why it's 1-1. And then the conversation turned to that penalty shout in the first half when Martin Odegaard appeared to handle just inside the box. Chris Kavanagh wasn't interested and VAR didn't tell him to take another look at the monitor, which seemed utterly bizarre. And certainly Jurgen Klopp wasn't happy about the outcome of that decision. I didn't see it in the game. I saw it after the game. I think we all agree, of course, and ball. But let's. I wait. I was wait until Mr. Dermot explains me the next day what what's really the case. He will find a way to explain me that it was not handball. I don't know. For it, I, that's for me a clear handball. I have no idea if that would have influenced the result or not. I don't even know exactly when it was because I only saw it after the game and not in the game. Um, and yeah, that's it. Well, Klopp was also asked about that challenge from, uh, from Saka on Simakas that sent the Greek international flying to the floor, landing on his co collarbone, breaking it, and in the process also sending Klopp flying. I was too close to really see what happened, to be 100% honest. But the problem that I had in that moment was I thought, OK, I'm, I'm fine. So I was just um, assuming that because he's fine as well and he's actually opposite of fine. He broke his collarbone, at least. Uh, that's really bad for us, obviously. Um, yeah, I cannot say anything about that. You have to judge that, not me. I don't know. And then finally, the chat turned to Luis Diaz, because of course, I think everyone was concerned when they saw him holding his knee because he's had knee issues previously. Yet, thankfully, Klopp had some more positive news on the Colombia international. I hope not. He has pain. It was knee on knee. Um, and in that moment, we wanted to change twice, uh, and then Lucha was down, and we actually first wanted to wait if maybe Lucha has to come off, but then we decided now we would change all three because uh, we can come on, let's, we don't have to wait how Lucha is, and that's what we did then. So um, Lucha told me little pain, physicists were, were not too concerned, but 
you never know, and we play in three days, and you never know how quick the turnaround is, so we have to see. Don't know. For the latest subscription offers, head to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod. Mark Carey here, reflecting on a tense, pulsating game at Anfield between Liverpool and Arsenal. I think overall a draw probably was a, a fair result. Both sides posted a similar expected goals figure, just under one, uh, but but neither really did enough to to truly test the the opposition goalkeeper. In truth, I mean, looking at the numbers, both teams had thirteen shots each, but. Liverpool only managed three shots on target and Arsenal only managed two. So it shows just how wasteful both sides were really in those crucial moments of you know, either making that final pass or, or making that crucial shot. And I'd actually say it was a day where both sides' centre-backs really came out on top. I think all four potentially had a case for, for being man of the match. And I mean, for Liverpool, Ibrahim Konate was was his front foot self. He was pushing out on that, that right-hand side to shrug off Gabriel Jesus or, or Gabriel Martinelli and just hoover up any potential danger. And the numbers back this up as well. So no Liverpool player made more than Canate's five tackles in the game, which shows just how much he was looking to snuff out any potential Arsenal attack. And you know, for Arsenal, William Saliba and Gabriel looked really strong at the back. They let very little past them and again looking at the numbers Saliba was the only Arsenal player to win every single one of his his headers so really strong in the air and Gabriel made seven clearances on the night which was comfortably more than any Arsenal player so I mean overall the result clearly suits Arsenal more than it does Liverpool but I'd say on the balance of play I think you'd have to say that a draw was probably a fair result and in truth an evening for the centre-backs. Well, that's it for me at Anfield. Thanks ever so much for joining us. I will be at Turf Moor on Boxing Day. No place I'd rather be. Have a happy Christmas and we'll catch you then. The Athletic.